Welcome to Global Dialogue Plus, a new program from the Tennessee World Affairs Council. I'm Patrick Ryan. We will be bringing you brief conversations with specialists, decision makers, and thought leaders on international issues. You'll find all of these on our website at tnwac.org or on our youtube.com tnwac video channel and podcasts wherever you can look for Global Tennessee. Today, we welcome Lisette Diaz, lead singer of the band, The Sweet Lizzie Project. Lisette, thanks for being with us today. Thank you for having me. We first talked with Lisette in December 2018. It seems like the dawn of time, uh, Lisette, uh, after the year we've had. Uh, but we, uh, we talked about The Sweet Lizzie Project, your band that uh, was organized in Havana, Cuba, uh, through discovery in the PBS documentary, um, Havana Time Machine, they migrated to Nashville, Tennessee to begin their musical journey. Uh, you can look in our program details for more on that story and links to their great music. But we're here today to talk with uh, Lisette about Cuba. Uh, she's passionate about the situation for her family, friends, and countrymen in the wake of protests that erupted there last month. The nationwide unrest that erupted was a consequence of Cuba's economic and social crises, and it challenged the ruling Communist Party and the regime of President Miguel Diaz-Canel. Uh, let's say, can you set the scene for us? Uh, uh, just a little background on what's been happening in Cuba in the last couple of years that have led to the conditions uh, that caused uh, the protests that we saw last month. Um, well, first of all. It's been 62 years of dictatorship. And um, I've, I have not said this out loud many times. I, I never used this term before um, for many reasons. The first one is I didn't know that we had a dictatorship. When, you, when you're born and raised in Cuba and um, you have you know, very limited access to information, um, you don't have any internet, you don't have any independent um, media. So it's, it's the, the only information you get is from the, the, the official press, the, the government. Um, and, and so, to, so you know what they want you to know, um, which means that you basically don't know what's happening out there in the real world. Um, so that was one reason I, I never call it, um, I never called it um, dictatorship. And more recently, because I was afraid, because I still have friends and family there, because I know that the more I say about this topic and about the Cuban regime, I mean, they're not gonna let me go back in. And, and if they do, I could go to jail, which is what happens with, um, what happens to a lot of other artists. Like, you know, it, it, you don't have to be violent to, to go through the repression and um, you know the all the things that the, the, the Cuban regime does to whoever speak up. Um, so uh, that's been happening for 62 years, which is a really, really long time. But more recently, I think that um, what changed is well, basically that now people uh, have Cuban people have access to information because they have more internet now. When I left Cuba three years ago, um, it was still very, very hard to, um, you know, connect to the internet. The access was not as um, like, like it is right now. 
um, so people know what's happening in the world. And most importantly, I think they can, Cubans can connect um, between them. Um, the protests this uh, July 11th started in a place called San Antonio de los Baños, which is, which is a place in the west part of the country. And uh, thanks to Facebook Live, basically, because of course the, 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 the Cuban, the official TV, the, the Cuban television wouldn't uh, talk about it when it was happening. Um, but thanks to internet, like it, it spread it all over the country and, and, and the feeling was mutual. So that's why all the Cubans um, went out uh, on the streets and, and they protest. Now, um, that, that's definitely a part of, of the, you know, the reason why this is happening right now, the access to internet and information. Uh, on the other half, the situation in Cuba in the last two years has been, you know, getting a lot worse because of the pandemic. Right now it's really, really bad. A lot of people are, are, are dying um, every day. There's no food, no medicine. Um, it, it's, it's been a crisis also because, you know, to, for Cuba, um, tourism is very important. And because of the pandemic that had to stop, also during the Trump administration, um, um, there were a, a lot more restrictions and, um, and, and that directly affected um, the, the situation in Cuba. I wouldn't say that, <clears throat> I wouldn't say that's um, the main problem. The main problem is the fact that the government in Cuba is just not, it's not good for its, its people. And it, it has not uh, been good for a really long time, 62 years to be exact. Um, but, um, but definitely um, the, the restrictions and, and the pandemic and all this um, circumstantial um, events uh, have, have helped Cuban people to you know, realize that they have to speak up and do something. And uh, so, honestly- so it's, been, like, uh, it, it, it's been a convergence of the economic conditions made worse by the pandemic and uh, the people feel that they are now connected enough that they can all uh, voice their, their uh, opposition to what's, what's happening together. Yes. But the government I, has uh, come down very hard on them. Yes, I think they feel, now they feel somehow that um, whatever happens to them, it won't be silent. Like they can, um, they, they can let the, the world know what's happening in Cuba because of their phones and, and, and internet. However, the government reacted um, and, and, and I mean, some people say, why is that a surprise for you? I'm like, yeah, it, it was a surprise for me. I know what they do, but I, I was not expecting the, the, the president to, to go on live television and, and, and just say, basically call for a civil war, like, um, tell to the revolucionarios, which are the, you know, the, the Cuban people that they assume that support the, the revolution to go out on the streets and just fight their brothers and, and, and sisters. That's, that's exactly what happened. And, um, and that was only their excuse to put you know, the, the, the police out there, the, the army out there with weapons. It's, it's important to say that the Cuban people don't have weapons. And, right. and, and you could see it on the videos, like there were 
sometimes they were not even wearing shoes and then and then they have the, the police out there with with the, the, their uniforms and the and the and guns and it was very violent and it was very sad to to now, to Lissette, watch. Lisette, do you do you think that the um, that the uh, protests have, have been uh, put down? Is uh, is there still uh, likelihood there'll be more unrest? The government seems to have been very effective in in uh, militarizing the streets, uh, re reducing the ability for people to communicate. And in many cases, have uh, mass arrested uh, protesters and are already starting trials. Yes, that we still don't know the the, the exact amount of, of of people who are missing or pending trials or just people who, are, who just disappeared and and they're not even waiting for for fair trial or we just don't know. Um, and and and. Of course, everybody's really, really worried about it. Um, I don't know what's going to happen. I don't, I, don't, I don't think people are going to forget what the government did. And, and, and definitely, we are not going to forget that, 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 that feeling of, of freedom that we all, even Cubans here, like we that are not in Cuba, that we're not there on the streets screaming or or doing, you know, whatever they were doing. Um, we we felt free for the first time because it's like it's all these things that you've you've been swallowing for years, and now all of a sudden you're just saying it out loud. They were they were screaming freedom, and uh, and and that's a lot to say. That's all to say after 62 years. We are not. I've been I've been here in the states for three years, for almost four, and I've seen protests a lot. So it's 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 something that people do. But for Cubans, I had never seen anything like that. My grandmother lived during the revolution when the Cuban Revolution happened, and and it was not like this either. Um, well, we this we uh, we certainly are are watching the situation there with uh, great interest. Uh, now, the U.S. government is in an odd position because there's not really much it can do directly to aid the protesters, because in some cases, the government is blaming outside sources like the U.S. for fomenting the unrest. Uh, but the Biden administration has done some things like talked about uh, allowing direct remittances, uh, money being sent directly to people, and making it easier for visas to be applied for in Havana. Uh, what do you think about the reaction of the U.S. government uh, so far? Is there something more that could be done, or is it uh, on the sidelines? I don't know. Um, uh, they've they have you know they've paid attention to the the situation, and a lot has been said. Uh, I'm not sure how uh, those. Um, steps that the president is is wants to take in the future are going to help um because the situation is is, is kind of complicated at the same time um i think that cubans by themselves need to need to figure it out i know it's hard i know um there's a lot that 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 is going to take from 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 all of us to make that happen, but I think I think that's that's something we need to do by ourselves. 
somehow. Um, lots of Cubans are asking for military intervention, things like that. And um, I just, I think we need to keep fighting for unity among us, among Cubans, because there's a lot of people who still um, support the Cuban revolution and um, and they just, you know, these are the our, our first steps to democracy, I think. Um, and um, we cannot rush it. We need we need we need to feel it and we need to fight for it. So um, I think that I, I appreciate that, of course, that the US government is, is trying to help and, and whatever help Cuba needs help. That that hashtag SOS Cuba is out there because spreading awareness is the most important thing right now because Cuba's been in the dark for so long and, and isolated for so long. And um, the international opinion sometimes, you know, is, is, is not clear about the, the real situation. They support the government because they just don't know what's happening to, to, right. the, to the Cuban people. So they need to know the truth and, and, well, and they need to know what's happening. Well, we, we appreciate you taking the time to help us understand the situation, and we'll talk some more about uh, the situation in Cuba, and uh, I'm sure that um, uh, many of us will be watching what happens there and uh, wishing that, as you say, this is the first step in the, the path to democracy. Uh, Lisette Diaz, uh, congratulations again on the success of your band, Sweet Lizzie Project. We look forward to seeing you more around Nashville and uh, hearing about your adventures on the road. Uh, best of luck with the band. But uh, of course, we are all concerned about the uh, the future of what's happening with your countrymen in your homeland of uh, Cuba. Well, Diaz, thank you so much for being with us today. And thank you for having me and thank you more. for helping me, um, you know, spread the message. Terrific, thanks. So this is uh, our inaugural edition of Global Dialogue Plus. Thank you all for joining us today. And we will be uh, back with more. Again, you can find uh, this and other programs on TNWAC.org and our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash TNWAC. Thank you very much, everybody. Have a great day.